With Hashem's assistance, we are learning about Mitzia Dafir Aleph, page 11. We begin the Mishnah, right towards the top of the page, seven lines. Let's, see, let's say you see some people that they're running after a lost object. It's a hefker, ownerless object, people are trying to acquire it, and he notices that it's inside of his own field. Achar tzi shavur, they're running after a deer that has a broken leg, so it can't really run too much. Achar parhu, after chicks that do not have the ability to fly. And he says, I want my field to acquire for me. It acquires it for him. The fact that it's in his field, it's considered his, even though other people are running after it. Let's say the deer was running in its normal way, it didn't have a broken leg. Or let's say the chicks were able to fly, they were at that age already, and therefore they're not so bound to his field. And he says, I want my field to acquire for me, because I have to be in his field. So in such a case, it does not work. We begin the Gemara. Amr of Yehuda and Rashmuel. Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel. They said we said that a person has the ability to acquire something that's come into his field. That's only if he's standing right next to his field. So the Gemara says, hold on a second. Even if he's not there, his field should acquire for him. Because Rav Yosef says, that the field of a person has the ability to acquire for him even if he's not aware of it. So how can you tell me he has to be standing next to his field? Hanimile, the Gemara says, when is that speaking about that it acquires for you without your knowledge? That's only a field or a courtyard which is completely surrounded by, let's say, a fence. And the thing that's inside of it is not going to be able to get out of there. And therefore, his field can acquire for him even without his knowledge. But let's say you have a field or a courtyard which is not properly guarded, it's not protected. So if he's standing next to the field and he's actually protecting the item, making sure that it stays there, no one else takes it, so then he's going to have the ability to acquire that way. But if he's not standing there, so then his field itself is not protected and it won't acquire anything for him. Now the Gemara says, Uminat Tamer, the Chazar Shainam Eshtemeris. And from where do we know that if you have a field or courtyard which is not properly protected, that it only works to acquire for him only if he's standing right next to his field? The tiny, we have a Brisa. Let's say a person was standing in the city. And he says to himself, I know that I have a sheaf in the field. And my workers have forgotten about it. I don't want it to be considered shechacha. Shechacha, as I mentioned previously, is a special donation that a person has to give if he forgets a sheaf in his field, so he has to give it to the poor person. So over here, he remembered about it, but his workers who are involved in collecting it, they forgot it. So he's saying, I don't want it to be shechacha, I don't want it to be given over to the poor people. You might think that he's indeed going to be correct, it's not going to be given to the poor people. So it's not true. Talmud Lama, that's what the verse comes to say, that this concept applies in regards to forgetting a sheaf in the field. In the field is considered forgotten, but not in the city. Now, says, hold on a second, what is going on here? What are we saying? Amr, first we said, that we originally said that you might think that it's not considered shechacha. When the owner of the field remembers, he knows that there's this sheaf, but his paul and his workers do not know, they forgot about it. So you might think that it's not considered shechacha, that's not considered that it's donated. Alma, what can we deduce? That it is considered donated, since the paul and since the workers have forgotten about it. And how do we learn it out? And then we say that it's only in the field, it's considered forgotten, but not if you're in the city. Alma, we can deduce, it's not considered given over to the poor people. So what's going on here? What are we saying? It must be that what are we saying? If the person who owns the field is standing right next to his field, and he forgets about it from the beginning, then it's considered it's forgotten, and it's given over to the poor people. But let's say he remembers, but his workers who are collecting it forget, and he's standing next to his field. It's not considered forgotten, and it's not given over to the poor people. 
night time. What's the reason? The cave of the Koigaba, since he's standing next to this field, is considered his courtyard is acquiring it for him. He's never lost the acquisition on it. If let's say he's in the city, even if he remembered, and his workers forgot, then it's considered given over to the poor people. My time, what's the reason? Because he's not there, and his courtyard cannot acquire it for him. So that's the proof that if you have a courtyard that's not Mishnah it's not properly watched, or a field that's not properly watched, then it makes a difference if he's standing there or not. Now the Gemara challenges and says, Mimai, how do you know that this is the correct interpretation? Maybe the Torah is actually coming to say that only if someone is next to his field is it considered forgotten, and therefore goes to the poor people. But if he's in the city, so it's not considered forgotten at all, and therefore it won't go to the poor person, and he will retain it. How can you prove anything from this verse? So actually we see it also from another part of the verse. It says, You shall not return to take that thing that was forgotten. From the fact that this is extra in the verse, so it's coming to teach you that even if you're in the city, you can't come back and take this thing. It's still considered forgotten. It goes to the poor person. Where it says, hold on a second. This, pers- this part of the verse is not extra. This is coming to teach you that it's forbidden for you to take it. Not only do you have an obligation to give it to the poor person, but if you take it, you've transgressed this prohibition. Where it says, no. In Cain, if it was so, name a the verse could have just said, don't take it. Why does it say you shall not return? So from the fact that it uses an extra word, don't return to take it, so it's implying that you're returning from a faraway place. And therefore, even if you're in the city, it's also forbidden for you to go back and take it because it's considered shikha, it's forgotten, it goes over to the poor people. Now the Gemara challenges and says, how can you tell me that we need tashuv, that word that to return, in order to teach us that if a person's in the city, it's considered shikha, forgotten. We actually need it for something that's learned in the Mishnah. Let's say somebody's in the middle of harvesting, and there's stuff in front of him, and stuff behind him that he's forgotten. So the stuff that's in front of him is not considered forgotten, only the stuff that's behind him is considered forgotten. And the reason is, because the verse says, you shall not return. Returning implies, we're talking about something that's behind you. This is a general rule. Anything that you have to return for, so then that's considered forgotten, goes to the poor person. But if it's not something that needs to be returned for, if it's in front of you and you've forgotten it, it's not considered forgotten, it doesn't go to the poor person. So we see that this is coming to teach us this law. How can you tell me that it's coming to teach us, in regards to a person who's in the city, that there can still be shikha, that there can still be stuff that's going to be forgotten, given over to the poor people? So the more answers, Ravashi, Ravashi says, the verse says like this, yeah. the verse says it shall be to the poor person, Person, right? So the fact that it says it shall be, that word is extra. It's coming to include that even if a person is in the city, the stuff that he forgets is going to be given over to the poor people. And Ula said similarly to what we said previously, in the Mishnah when we said that if a person sees a metziah, a lost object that people are going after, it's in his field, and he has the ability to acquire through his field, that's where he's standing next to his field. And similarly, said, again, he has to be standing next to his field. So Biyava asks the following question to Ula. You're telling me that you have to be standing next to your field, I'm going to show you a bracelet that seems to be not that way. Meister and Gamliel is a Canaan. There was a story with Rabbi Gamliel and the elders. Show you Bon Bissina, they were on a boat. I'm Rabbi Gamliel. And Rabbi Gamliel realized that he had forgotten to take off the trum and the Meister, the different tithes on the fruits that he had in his house. So he gets up and he says like this. Easter Shani Asid Lamoid, the Meister, the tithes that I'm going to take off, not only Yeshua. I'm going to give it to Yeshua. Yeshua was also on the boat with him. He was a Levi. We turn to Yudalaf on the base page 11b. 
be. And the place upon which the stuff is that I'm going to take off, that I want him to acquire, so that place itself is rented to him, so he acquires it through that place. And the other miser, the miser Ani, the poor man's tithe, so I want it to be given over to Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva was a Gabite stuck, he was somebody who was in charge of giving out charity to the poor. So he said, I wanted it to be given over to him, or that he given over to the poor people. And I want the place upon which that tithe is standing to be rented to him so that he can acquire through that piece of land the produce that I'm trying to give over to him. So now here's the question. Were Rabbi Yeshua or Rabbi Kiva standing next to that field in order that it should acquire it for them? Meaning, they're getting this piece of land, and on the piece of land is something that they, that they need to acquire. So they're acquiring the land. Now that the land is going to acquire something for them, they're not standing next to that piece of land. How are they going to acquire the thing that they're supposed to acquire? It just won't work. Amar Lay, so Ulu responds to Rabbi Abba as follows. It would seem to me that this age, referring to Rabbi Abba, it doesn't seem that you were properly taught this whole concept, this whole sugya. Meaning he didn't answer his question, he just pushed him away and said, that's not really such a good question. Now when Rabbi Abba came to Surah, So he told over to them in the yeshiva there, he said, this is what Ula said, and this is what I asked him. So one of the sages said to him there, your question was fundamentally flawed because you were asking that first he's acquiring the chutz of the field and then he's acquiring the stuff that's on the field. That's not what happened. There's an acquisition of the field that he was giving it over to them. Rabbi Gamaliel was giving it to Rabbi Yeshua and to Rabbi Kiva. And along with that, not because it was actually on that place, but along with it there's a concept. Once you have a kinyan, once you have an acquisition that's taking place for a piece of land, along with that you can also get something which is metatlum, which is a movable object. Meaning, until now, we've been speaking about that if a person has a courtyard and something comes into the courtyard, he can acquire that thing if he's standing next to that courtyard. However, over here, what we're saying is there's a different type of kinder, a different type of acquisition, and that is if I acquire a piece of land so we can schlep along with that acquisition something else, a movable object. And that's what was happening. That's why it wasn't even a question that Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Kiva were not standing next to the field. They didn't need to be. Rabbi Zera Kibla. So Rabbi Zera accepted this explanation, this answer. Rabbi Abba le Kibla. But Rabbi Abba, who had asked the question, he did not accept this explanation. It was appropriate that he did not accept this explanation. Why? I'll prove to you that it can't be the proper understanding of how he was trying to give over the acquisition. It was not that he was acquiring the piece of land and along with that schlepped along something that was a movable object. No, because if that would be true, then they could have done something else. They theoretically could have taken a kerchief and done chalipin, done a transfer which is called bartering, right? Rabbi Gamaliel wanted to give over the mice of the tithe. So he has this thing he wants to give over. So the person who's supposed to receive it, Rabbi Yeshua, so he can give him a kerchief. And in exchange, Rabbi Gamaliel will acquire to him the stuff that he's trying to acquire to him. So they didn't do that. Why? What's the reason? Because Rabbi Gamaliel, what did he have? What did he own there? He didn't own the produce because when you have to take off mice, when you have to take off a tithe, it actually belongs to the Kohanim. It belongs to the Levim. It doesn't belong to the person who's giving it. So what does he own in that thing? All he owns, so to speak, is the fact that he can give it to whoever he wants, but the thing itself he does not own. And therefore he couldn't have bartered by the person who's supposed to receive it, giving him a kerchief and him giving it back, because he doesn't own that thing. Hachanami, so so too over here, the fact that Gamliel has the ability to give it to whoever he wants. It's not considered that he owns it enough to be able to acquire it to someone else along with a piece of land. So Rabbi Abba, he was correct in assuming that the only way that he could have acquired it to them was by giving them that piece of land. And once it's on the piece of land, so then they acquire it because it's in their courtyard. So then if they're acquiring it on their courtyard and they're not standing next to it, it's a question again. 
the Gemara says, Vulayi. It happens to be that Rava is incorrect. Matanis kahuna nisina ksiubahu. When we're talking about giving over a tithe to the Kohen, so it says that you have to give it. That's the word of the Torah. It says, give. Chalibin derech mekachu memkarhu. So the reason I didn't do it with the kerchief is because chalibin bartering, that's a method of producing a sale. But if you want to talk about giving something, so if you give it along with a piece of land, meaning you're giving someone over a piece of land, and along with that is schlepping along a movable object, that is a proper nesina, that is a proper giving over. So even though it's not something that he owned, and he's being mocked, he's giving it over to someone else, it's not a regular kinyan, it's not a regular thing where I'm transferring something that belongs to me to you. I just have to give it to you. And it's considered that I've given it to you if along with this piece of land I've given it to you. So that's the reason why Rabbi Abba's question was not a valid question. Rabbi Papa Amar, Rabbi Papa offers an alternate explanation as to the distinction between the case of Rabbi Gamliel and our case of a chadzer, where it is acquiring only if it's standing, you're standing next to it. And the distinction is dasacher's makna oisin shani, that it's different where you have somebody who's actually trying to give it over to you. In the case of a chadzer, where you have your field is acquiring you something which belongs to no one, so then no one is trying to give it to you. So therefore, you have to be standing next to your field. But in the case of Rabbi Gamliel, so they were trying to acquire something with their field, they didn't have to be standing next to it, and the reason is because Rabbi Gamliel was giving it over to them. There was someone who was transferring it into their possession. So it's a much stronger type of transfer, and therefore they don't actually need to be standing next to that field. How do we know that this is true? That there's a difference between a matana, a gift, where one person is giving over to another, and a case where one is trying to acquire it from hefker, from ownerlessness? The time we have a mission like this, we said in the mission, if somebody sees some people running after a lost object, and says the person who's trying to acquire through his field, he has to run after them and reach to where they are. I mean, he has to be standing next to his field. And Rabbi Yirmiya asks, what's going to be in regard regards to where someone is trying to give someone else a gift. So at this point, so Rabbi Abba accepts the question of Rabbi Yirmiya, and he sees that indeed there is a chilek, there is a difference between where someone is trying to transfer it. For example, in the case of Ring Amlil, where he's trying to give over something from his possession into the possession of someone else, as opposed to a case where someone is trying to acquire something from Hefker from ownerlessness. And he said like this, Even if he's not there next to his field, he's run after them, but he hasn't reached them, he still will acquire my time. What's the reason? It must be because since one person is trying to acquire it to the other person, it's different in regards to that case as opposed to where a person is acquiring it from Hefker from ownerlessness. Amalir of Simi Larapapas, or of Simi asks Rapapa the following question. Reget, we find in regards to a divorce document, the Dasacher's Makna Isa, that you see that someone is giving it over to someone else, the husband is giving it to his wife. Va'amar Ula, Ula says nevertheless, Vushaimedes bitzad beso bitzachatseira. In order to put it into her house, or into her courtyard, she has to be standing next to it. So we see that despite the fact that it's not a Metsi, it's not coming out of ownerlessness, it's not a found object, nevertheless she has to be standing there in order to acquire it. Where it says Shani Ged, it's different in regards to a divorce document, the Isay Balkarcha, because a divorce document can be given to a woman against her will. We're going to see soon why that makes a difference. So Rav Shesh's Brader Avidi asks the following question, Is it not a logical derivation? If in regards to a get, a divorce document, which is being done against her will, he can force her to take it. So she doesn't need to have as great of a kinyan, she doesn't need to acquire it the same way. Nevertheless, we see that she has to be standing next to her house, she has to be standing next to her courtyard, and if not, she hasn't acquired it. Matana, a gift me daite, where the person who's receiving it is doing it willingly, like Koshigain, certainly the person would have to 
to stand next to his field. Ela Ravashi, so Ravashi says, The concept of a courtyard that it acquires for you is included because it's like a hand, just like a person's hand has the ability to acquire for him, even though it's an extension of him, so too a chotzer. A courtyard is also considered like a hand that's an extension of the person, and he can acquire with it. And it's no worse than a shliach, than a, an agent. In regards to a get a divorce document, where it's negative for her to receive it, she's no longer going to have the support of her husband. We have a concept that if you want to give something to someone, someone wants to acquire something, but it's something negative for them, so it can only be done in front of them with their acquiescence, with their knowledge. But in regards to a gift, which is something positive for him, so that's something that can be acquired for him, even though he's not there, in regards to his courtyard. So Rashi basically sums it all up and says, then in regards to a get a divorce document, so a chadzer, a courtyard which is acting like a shliach, like an agent, so an agent is only able to acquire for someone if it's something that's positive. A get, a divorce document which is negative, so it's not going to acquire for that person. A matana, a gift, however, since it's something positive, so it's chadzer, his courtyard can acquire for him, even if he's not even standing there. However, in regards to a metzia, a lost object, the only way that he can acquire it is if he's standing right next to it. And that is because since there's no one who's giving it over to him, since there's no di- Someone else is not acquiring it to him, so he has to be standing next to his field in order for it to acquire it for him.